been on this series or theme of spiritual growth. You know, God is, um, I've said this before, but when you, when you say to the Lord, I want to grow, guess what? He's going to help you. When you say to the Lord, Lord, help me be patient. You know what? You're going to have opportunities all week to be patient. God, God is all about us growing and maturing as believers. And uh, so we've talked a lot about different things, but this week uh, I was just going through some things and I really felt like that there's uh, something that we need to remind ourselves in. And I've, I've actually had a conversation with someone this week which helped start this process again. Is I want you to know something. As a child of God, you have access to everything that you need. Everything. There's nothing wrong with having a, a friend or accountability partner or a pastor that you can reach out to and call in, in difficult times. But I'm just telling you, you have access to everything anyone else has access to. You yourself can hear the voice of God. Now, whether you recognize it or not, you can hear it. Because the Bible is very clear, we're going to get into it in a minute, that that. Jesus says this, my sheep hear my voice. And, and now let me just clear the air for some of you who are thinking, I've just never heard it. I'm not necessarily talking audible. I have, I have not ever heard this, you know, I don't know what his voice would sound like. I, I, you know, I automatically think it would be this deep, thunderous, Scott, like, you know what I mean? Just, you're like, whoa, who was that? And you would just know. But at the same time, I'm sure it's a very loving and gentle at the same time. But I'm not talking necessarily audible, but I'm telling you, God speaks to you. God speaks to you. He speaks to you. He can speak to you through the word. He can speak to you through others. There's a lot of different ways he can speak to you. He speaks to you through the spirit of God in you. But I do want you to know, as a believer, God speaks to you. God speaks to you. Now, let me ask you a question. And and, and don't look at your neighbor or your spouse and say, mm-hmm. Has someone ever been talking to you and you not hear them? Has that ever happened? It's happened to me. <laughs> I've just been, I mean, I was just there looking straight, straight ahead. And someone's talking. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm just, oh, I'm sorry. Were you talking to me? Like, we missed it. And I'm not going to say whether guys do that more. I can tell by some of, the, some of you ladies want to look real bad. You're trying not to, but you're cutting those out. But reality is sometimes we, there's, there's, there's talking happening and there's, there's a voice being projected. And sometimes we don't hear it. And we have to be very careful that we don't, we don't make statements like, well, God doesn't talk to me. That, according to the word, that's not true. According to the word, he speaks. And when you call upon him, he answers you. That's what the Bible says. But are there times where we don't recognize his voice? That's what we're talking about. How can we recognize the voice of God? And again, I'm not saying it's audible. If you hear the audible voice of God, listen. I mean, listen. But what I'm talking about today is even if it's not an audible voice, but something in you where you just know this is what the Lord is speaking to me. 
And, and, and we want to we talk about that. I want to look at this scripture. John chapter 10, verse 3 through 5, says this. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice. This is Jesus talking about being the chief shepherd. Okay, he's the, he's the shepherd. We're the sheep. And it says, the sheep recognize his voice, and they do what? They come to him. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. Verse 4, after he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they what? Know his voice. <clears throat> they know his voice. You know, I had a professor in Bible college, and she was telling me about a time she went to Israel, and she was over there, and a lot of the, um, there was this huge field, and several different shepherds would bring their sheep all into this big field, and they would all be together. It'd almost be like at school, you have three or four classes that come together out at recess, Okay, so the sheep are on recess, the shepherds are the teachers, okay, you following me? So all these shepherds are out there, and they're all just talking, and all their sheep are just scattered together. But the thing that she found so unique was she said they all had these kind of handcrafted flute things or whatever, and one of them, when it was time they were going to head back, they would, they would blow that flute that they made, and only their sheep would come. And she said she was, she was just shocked at, at how accurate that you have all these sheep out there, but they, they recognized the voice or the sound of their shepherd. So what would happen is as they were, as they were out, <clears throat> all of a sudden that, that one sound attracted just those sheep. And it was the same way for all the shepherds that were out there. They had a distinct sound that only their, <clears throat> their sheep knew. So, so what I'm saying is think of it this way as, as parents. Or think about when you were a kid. You're on the playground. There's a bunch of kids out there. And all of a sudden, at least for me, my dad had this whistle that he did. And as soon as he did it, but we, we start heading, we start heading there. Because we knew that's my dad. We knew the sound. You know, and if you have a bunch of kids, have you ever anybody been on a field trip with your child? You were a chaperone? Okay, you feel my pain. I did that. First graders, you know, I did youth ministry a long time. Younger ones, i have I'm not as good with uh, as I was with the teenagers. So I'm I'm here with all these fifth graders, I mean first graders. And we're at this zoo, and some of them are scared, and some of them are crazy. Some of them want to jump a fence. Some of them want to pet the tiger. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. It's just crazy. But it's amazing with all these kids out there, and they're all talking, if my daughter or my son said, Dad, I recognized it. I recognize that's them. That, that's, I need, that's, that's, that's my son or that's my daughter. I recognize their voice. Because I've heard it. You know, when, when, <clears throat> when my wife calls me on the phone, if she needs something, when she calls, if I just answer, and she says, hey, could you go by and pick up? I'm like, who is this? <laughs> who is this? I don't do that. Why? I recognize her voice. Right? You get in trouble for doing that. <laughs> who is this? Because they're, they're, and that's what I'm telling you, you, you will get to the point. As a child of God, as part of the, the sheep group, what are they called? 
fold flock. That's what I'm looking for. The flock. You'll recognize the voice of your shepherd. And you'll know it. So they, they know his voice. Let's, let's go to Jeremiah 33, verse 2 and 3. <clears throat> it says this. This is what the Lord says. Talking to Jeremiah. The Lord who made the earth, who formed it and established it, whose name is the Lord. He says this, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. Now here's the, here's the part I want to I wanna focus on. He says, ask me, and then he says this, and I'll tell you. In other words, if you ask me, I'll tell you. He'll speak to you. And again, it might be through the word. It might be you read something and think that's exactly what I needed. Because the Bible says in Psalms 119, the word of God is a lamp to our feet and a light into our path. So he'll lead you by the word. The steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by God. That's what the Bible says. So he'll lead you. Look at this next scripture in Acts 13 verse 2. One day these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting and the Holy Spirit said. The Spirit of God spoke to these people as they were worshiping God and fasting. He said, dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I've called them. So here again, you see the Holy Spirit actually spoke to them and said, now I don't know that that was audible, if it was just in their spirit they just knew, but the Holy Spirit said to them, this is what you need to do. Dedicate them for the ministry and for the call I have on their life. And that's, that's what we're talking about. In Revelation 3, verse 22, there's seven churches. John has this vision uh, and, and, and he's writing this letter talking to these churches, seven churches. And at the end of it, this is what he says at the end of chapter 3. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. In other words, he's speaking to the churches and we want to listen and we want to hear what is he saying. And I'm telling you in the world we live in today, this is a crucial time for believers, that you need to hear the voice of God. You need to hear God speak to you. We are living in days where there's just so much stuff. There's so much distraction. There's so much opportunities. There's so much temptation. There's so much violence. There's so much hatred. There's so much of all of this. And you know how we're going to learn how to walk through this thing? By being guided by our Father. Being led by the Spirit of God. How do, we, how do we handle situations that we're in, in the world we live in? We need to be led by the Spirit of God. We need to, we need to hear his voice. I want to read this passage in 1 Samuel chapter 3, and this is going to be our main text, verse 1 through 10. You've heard this story before, but we're going to hit it a little bit uh, deeper today. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle, tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. See, that's, that's, that's normal, right? If your kids do that, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Just... Leave me alone. That wasn't me. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up, went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? 
I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never, heard a mess- had, never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time. And once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go, lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. So here's a, here's a young boy who is hearing the voice of God for the first time. And this was a place where you'll see, like you see, he didn't recognize it right away. So when we talk about, we talk about how um, we need to know his voice and hear his voice and recognize his voice. But, but in Samuel, Samuel was right there where some of, some of you may be. Where you think, I don't know that I've ever heard God's voice. I don't know that I've ever been able to say, I feel like God is speaking to me. You know, and I'll be the first to tell you, if someone comes up to you and says, this is what God is telling me for you. That you don't automatically just take that as God. Because there's some people that they'll say something and it ain't God. It's that pizza they had a few hours before that's messing them up. There's been people that said things to me. This is what God wants. And what you need to do with that is you need to pray and you need to line it up with Scripture and make sure that it lines up with who God is. If God says, you know what, I think you need to take them out. Okay, that's not God. God says forgive, right? So there's a lot of things that we have to be very careful when we throw out. God said to me. That's why a lot of times if I talk to people, I will say things like, this is what I feel like the Lord is saying. Now you can take it and do whatever. But this is what I feel like God may be wanting to to say to you. This, this, this may be how God is coming to you right now. And that's how we can, we can do that. But God will use people. He'll use different avenues to speak to you. But he does speak to you. So when, when Samuel hears this voice, you know, he, 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 rec- he doesn't recognize it. So he has to have help to understand. This could be God speaking to you. He has to have help. So today, I want this to be something that helps us to recognize how can we hear the voice of God? How can we know that God is speaking something to us? How can we know? And there's certain things that you could say, yes, you know. I mean, you can ask yourself, what, what, what it, is it me? I mean, I, I, I've kind of used that process of elimination a few times. I felt like the Lord wanted us to, to give a pretty large amount of money, at least it was to us. For some people, it wouldn't have been a large amount, but for us it was to a ministry, and when, when I felt like the Lord wanted us to do it, I asked myself, okay, is that me? No, it ain't me, because <laughs> I don't want to do it. So I knew it wasn't me. I knew the enemy wouldn't be like, hey, bless somebody, you know. I mean, so I, there were some things that you can look and say, okay, this might be something that the Lord is leading me to do. But again, he will confirm it. He will, he will tell you, because God wants you to, to hear him and recognize him, and we'll, we'll get into that in just a minute. So here's some things as far as how we... Hear the voice of God. First of all, hearing his voice, it comes out of relationship. It comes out of relationship. Go back to verse 1 for a minute. The boy, Samuel, listen to what it says. Serve the Lord by assisting Eli. He wasn't serving Eli. He was serving the Lord. His connection was with, with the Lord. 
So he had this connection with God. Even though he said later on that he had never really had a message from the Lord before, his heart was connected to the Lord. And he's serving, he's helping Eli as his ministry from serving the Lord. So in other words, he's not there to say, Eli, I'm here for you. He's like, no, I'm, I'm serving the Lord, and the Lord has put me here to assist you. But he was, his heart of serving was serving God. So he had this relationship, this connection, and there's something to say about when you have a connection and a relationship with God, then, then there's that connection that's established. And he will, again, he'll speak to you, and he'll help you. God never intended for you to figure everything out on your own. He never intended that. He never intended for you to struggle and strive trying to figure out what the decision I should do. That's why he says in James 1.5, listen, if you need wisdom, just ask. That's what he says. If you need wisdom, ask. I'll give it to you generously. God wants you to walk in wisdom. God wants you to make good decisions. And sometimes we just have to stop and say, if we believe that God can speak to us, then we'll ask him more. Because we think that he'll actually answer us. What would happen if we asked, those, if we asked of the Lord before we did some of the stuff that we did? Okay, we face a situation. How do I handle that? I can tell you how I'm going to handle it. Or... Lord, how do you want me to handle this? Because it changes. I'll, 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 okay, here, here's a good example. If you were here several years ago, how many of you have noticed these uh, posts when you pull in? The black posts that are in the ground, they have little lights on it. Those are new. And um, I wish I could tell you the idea was we just wanted to beautify the facility. But what has happened a couple times, twice or three times? Three times. Is... A big truck, semi-truck, we don't know exactly, I didn't see it, um, would pull in the parking lot, turn around, and then they couldn't make that turn to get out, and they would wipe out a chunk of our bushes. And if you were here one day, we had these beautiful bushes out front, and the next day, we have nasty uh, residue of bushes and, and, and one thing that the Lord is working with me on, okay, is I don't like when some bushes are this high and some are this high and they're connected. I think they're supposed to be, like, together. I think they're supposed to be, what's the word? Uniformed. Perfect. So when now we had to plant these small bushes, and every time I pull up, I'm like, they're supposed to match. We, we couldn't buy big bushes. Like, I mean, but I had to work through that on my own. But I remember when it first happened, I was like, who would do that? Just plow through bushes and keep driving. Like, who would do that? So in my mind, I'm thinking, you know what? If I wasn't in ministry, y'all know what I would be doing, right? I'd be a detective. That's what I was going to do. I, I studied all my life to do that. So I, that rose up in me. I thought, I'll find out who did it. I'll find out. And then all of a sudden, this is what the Lord spoke to me. Forgive them. They're just bushes. I'm like, yeah, but they're uneven bushes. <laughs> and I'll never forget on that Sunday, I got up here and I said, hey, y'all saw these nasty bushes out there that, have, that are ruined and flattened. But you know what? We forgive them. Who knows if something happened and he had to turn around and get back real quick, something happened to a family member. Who knows? But we forgive them. We're not. And you know what? When we made the decision to forgive them, I get a call. And here's what the phone call says. It was on our answer machine. 
hey, um, you don't know me, but I saw a truck plow over your bushes, and I have their tag number, the company, and I mean, I had all the evidence. And I'm like, come on, Jesus, you provided. But you know what reality was? Is we're not going after them. We forgave them. So I was like, God, why did you even have to give us that information? You know we can't do nothing with it. But there was something in me that just realized, you know what? I have the opportunity if I wanted to, but I'm not even going to do it. We forgive them. And then it happened recently. And then instead of getting mad, we're like, okay, let's put post up. And it'll beautify the facility, but then it'll be a little bit of a deterrence, and maybe that'll help. But you know what? One day, if we go out there and our posts are laying down, <laughs> I'm going to love Jesus, and I'm going to pray, Lord, how do you want me to handle this? And he's going to say, Scott, that's three times. Here's the number. This is who did it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure we'll just keep forgiving, right, because God forgives us over and over again. Um, and I don't even know why did I share that story. Oh, uh, but, but when, you, when you hear from God and you ask the Lord, Lord, how do you want me to respond? You find that, you, that his response to a situation is different than typically what ours is. If we don't stop and ask the Lord first. We're quick. It's, it's in our DNA, in our flesh to re- react, to get revenge, to try to make it right. That's what, that's what, that's what we normally will try to do. Justice. But you know what? That's, but sometimes we need to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want? Before we say it, God, is this going to build anyone up? Is this going to be an encouragement? You know, and, and, and the thing, the days we live in now, it's not just before we, well, before we say it, but also before we say it or before we say it. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of ways that we can say it. But say, God, lead me and tell me, how do I do this? And it starts with you being connected and being in relationship with Jesus. And that's where Samuel was. He was in relationship. The next thing is, is understanding that this, this whole idea of hearing from God, it's a necessity. It's valuable. I mean, even in his time, it says in that same verse, a message from the Lord was very rare. You know, it's something that didn't happen a lot. When it happens, you need to hear it. You need to listen to it. You need to understand he's telling you something for a reason. So, un- so we need to understand that. Hearing God's voice happens when you're quiet and you're still. It's amazing to me that Samuel heard the voice of God when he was laying down resting. That's when he heard. You know, some, some of us sometimes will say, you know, I just I haven't. It's like I don't even hear from God. Like he doesn't even talk to me. But if we don't stop the busyness of life, When does he even have a chance to talk to us? We're running and gunning all day long. We work, 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 and work some more. Then we bring our work home, and then we carry our work with us. And then when we're off work, then we get on to other avenues of doing stuff, communicating, talking, social media, you know, hey, Post, you know, I mean, whatever we're doing, we just stay busy. That's all we, we just stay busy with life. And when is the last time for any of us that we just stopped and got real quiet 
and just said, it doesn't happen a lot. We have this verse because it's my wife's favorite verse, and, and we have it all over the house. And it's Psalms 46, 10, and it says, be still and know that I am God. When you go into the restrooms in here, it's on the wall. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes the way you're going to know God and know that he's God and know about God is when you're still and you're quiet before him. Because we've all had that friend who when they call you, they, they, they talk and they talk and they talk and they ask you a question but they never have given you a chance to even answer it. Listen, I was calling. I just wanted you to know, I just need your help on something. What do you think I should do about this? Because, you know, I think that maybe I should. And, and then all of a sudden they start answering their question. And, and it's good and they're processing. But um, if, if you could really help them, the only way you can really help them is if they stop and say, what do you think? And sometimes with our walk with God, even in our prayer time, don't get caught up in praying only when you need something and you spend all this time talking to God about, I need this, can you do this for me? Will you help me with this and help me with this and help me with this? Sometimes say, God, what, what do I need today? What, what, what can you help me with? What, where am I at? What, what direction do I go today? How do I need to respond to this? How do I need to do that? And then stop and listen. When I was in Bible college, I, I struggled. Um, wanting to be there. I felt like I knew God had a call on my life, but I was, you know, I, was, I wasn't the model student, and um, I'd gotten in a little bit of trouble here and there, and, and there was people even at the school that were telling me, you're never going to make it in ministry, and there was things for me that I just was like, you know what? I don't even know what I'm doing. And I remember really needing to hear from the Lord. And, and I, I kept asking, oh, Lord, what do you want me to do? Like, you know, because I had my moments of wanting to leave, and people kind of, you know, the dean of students one time came in and talked me into staying. And, but then there was this time I just needed to hear from God. So we had a, a dorm room at the end of the hall that was empty. And so we used it as a prayer room. So, if you, you know, if you want to go down there and pray or just have some quiet time, that room was open. I had a couple chairs in it. And, and uh so one day, I got up, and I walked down there, and honestly, this was my heart. I took a bag of Nutter Butters, those cookies. If you ain't had one of them, they're anointed. Um, uh, but I took this thing of Nutter Butters and some Welch's grape soda, and I went in there, and I was frustrated because I had been praying, and I didn't know. And I just needed an answer from God. So I went in there, and this is what I said when I first walked in there. I said, God, I'm prepared to stay all day. So you're going to have to talk because I ain't leaving until you do. I got cookies. I got drinks. I'm staying here until you talk to me. And I went down there, and I ate <laughs> and ate, drank my grape soda, and not hearing anything. I'm like, God, I hear all these people talk about that you speak to us and you help us and you speak to us. Speak to me. What am I supposed to do? Have you called me into this or should I be in the FBI? That's what I feel like. I'm just struggling with, I'm, I'm, you say I'm supposed to be here, but nothing's going right. And I hear nothing. 
So I got frustrated after hours, literally hours, of being in this small little dorm room, just me and cookies and soda, just waiting. I mean, my prayer time was like five minutes. The rest, I just sat there. And you know, sometimes you can almost pretend you heard something, and you know, okay, that's not it. You're sitting there, and you, I mean, I'm striving to listen. I mean, I am literally like, come on. I go to my, I finally just give up. And I was like, fine, I'm out of cookies. You lost your time. And I go to my room, and I just set my Bible down up on my desk. And uh, I flipped it open, and I went to Romans 12. And Romans 12 says, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing unto God as your reasonable act of service. Then it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then it says this, then you will know my good, perfect, and pleasing will. And you know what I realized? I tried so hard, and he was speaking to me the whole time. And when I got that scripture, I thought, you know what? I just got to keep my mind focused on you, and I'll know. I'll know what your will is for my life. Perfect, pleasing, I'll, I'll know it. And you know what? There was something that happened in me that day to say, God, you, I expected it to come in this way. Like, I wanted an audible voice. And I, and I was like, God, you don't speak to me. You don't, you don't even speak to me. Everybody else, God said, and I'm like, I can't say anything. All I can say is I feel like everybody else has these spiritual, God said this, and the Lord told me. And I'm like, I got nothing. And then I realized, you've been speaking to me the whole time. It's been right here. And sometimes I, I just thought, you know what? If we can quiet ourselves and not strive so hard to hear, not strive so hard to Make some formula happen. Okay, if I do this and this and this. Oh, listen, just, just quiet yourself. Stop being so busy. Take some time every day. Step back. Lord, I'm here. I'm here. Speak to me. He will. Because can I tell you something about God? He wants you to know more than what you want to know. He wants to help you more than you want help. He wants to lead you more than you want to be led. Because he, his plans are to give you life, an abundant life, and that's his plan for you. And he, he wants to take you there. And he'll show you, he'll tell you. Then it says this here, uh, the, other, the other side to this is hearing God's voice will happen. And it may take time for you to recognize his voice and don't get discouraged. Because here's the promise we get from this passage. Do you know when Samuel didn't recognize it the first time, God spoke again. And when he didn't recognize it the second time, God spoke again. And when he didn't recognize it the third time, God spoke again. And then the fourth time, because help from Eli, he realized it. He got it. He was like, speak, Lord. Your servant's listening. So don't get, if you, if you feel like, I just, I, I, I'm not recognizing his voice. Can I just tell you this? I'm going to encourage you. He's going to keep talking. He's going to keep speaking until you do. Because he wants you to get it. He wants you to recognize that he loves you and he cares for you. Whether it comes from the word or it comes from just inside where you just have this peace to know this is a good decision. You, there's just a peace in you that knows, I think the Lord is leading me in this way. And it lines up with the word. You know, there's just, there's just this way. He'll, he'll lead you. He'll, he'll, he'll tell you. But don't get discouraged if you've 
been praying and you're like, man, I just, I don't have an answer. I'm telling you, he'll answer you. Your word, he'll get in the word. He'll answer you through the word. He'll answer through through just the spirit in you. There's been times where, and people can, like I said, when people say, this is what I feel like the Lord is saying, I'm not saying discount it. I'm saying make sure it lines up with the word and the spirit that's in you. But I will say this too, that there are times where people have spoken into my life and it was exactly what God was saying. It was exactly right. And, and it changed my life because I knew that's what the Lord wanted. And then hearing God's voice, Again, I said this a minute ago, but hearing God's voice, it led, it led Samuel to this response. When, when he recognized it was God, he was like, speak, Lord. And then he said this, your servant is listening. In other words, I want to know what you have to say. I want to know. Again, I said this at the beginning. The world we live in, it's crucial. It's crucial to hear from God. Not just for safety, for help, for strength. That's God calling right there. <laughs> um, but it's, it's crucial. It's crucial that you hear from God. And it's, it's, you, can't, you can't really experience life without him, without his voice being part of it. So I, I want us to, to just pray, and I want us to open up our ears and just let the Lord speak to us. And I want you to leave to put today with confidence that you serve a God who is not distant from you. You serve a God who's not staying away from you. You serve a God who's, who's the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is with you 24-7. And it says that he speaks to you on behalf of the Father, that he talks to you. He helps you. He shows you. He, he's the comforter. He's the, he's the helper. He's the advocate. But you can hear from him. And if you're in a situation right now and you've got decisions you have to make and you're struggling with things or you just are struggling with peace or you're struggling with anything, I'm telling you, you have the God of this world who knows everything. You have access to his wisdom, to his guidance, to his help, to his strength, to all that he has. You have access to it. You just have to have that confidence to say, when I, when I go after him, he's going to speak to me. And then uh, 1 Samuel 3, 19 through 22, I loved how this, this chapter ended. Um, but it talks about Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him. And everything Samuel said proved to be reliable. Why? Because his source was who? God. So everything he said, it was like you could count on it because he's speaking on behalf of the Lord. And all of Israel, from Dan into the north of Beersheba into the south, knew that Samuel was confirmed as a prophet of the Lord. Because he heard the Lord and then he would speak prophetically. So <clears throat> the Lord continued to appear at Shiloh and gave messages to Samuel there at the tabernacle. Because here's what, here's what I'm saying. Is there was favor on Samuel's life. He was recognized as someone who heard from God. As a prophet of the Lord. And then it says this. He, didn't, he, didn't, he, got, he heard more messages. God continued to speak to him. And that, that was something that took place. And I want to encourage you that God will continue to speak to you. It's not a one-time thing. It's not like he didn't say, Samuel, well, you missed it. I'll just call somebody else. He kept going until Samuel heard. And then even further on, people recognized that what Samuel said was reliable because he, he had intel. He had, <clears throat> he had a message from the creator of the world. So he had access to stuff that a lot of people didn't have access to. And it, and it changed his life and his future. 
was great, and 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 he reckoned, and a lot of people recognized about him. And even in the Word, it says that God continued to give him messages to be a blessing and to encourage others. So, I just want to encourage you with that. Listen, you hear the voice of God. If you've given your life to Jesus, you are in the flock, and your shepherd talks to you, and he will he will help you.